Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Bears Beat, your home for the best coverage of Kutztown Golden Bears athletics news, updates, upcoming events, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University KUR. My name's Josh Fatu, um, your main host. Oh, but we're not. I'm not a main host. I'm sorry. We're both co-hosts, along with my co-host, Mr. Jack Heim, with his amazing Pete Alonzo sticker, which is absolutely. The most ugly thing I've ever seen, you know, with their playoff leads slipping away. I wonder how Pete Alonso is feeling right now. I mean, he hit a couple of hit a couple of big home runs. Well, I mean, the Mets were down, but they went a long way. Thirty fourth year, traveled four forty three. So if he gets a hold of one, he can hit it a country mile. It's uh, it's it's fun to watch him play the game. But yes, the Mets hold the lead in the NL East. Uh, I'm I'm excited. You know, my favorite college team, Florida State, plays Louisville tonight. So a lot of exciting professional college Ooh. sports coming up for me. But we are here to talk about Golden Bears athletics. So we're going to keep it on the college side of things. Josh, I want to start off with though. How are you doing today, man? Jack, I'm not going to lie. I, it wasn't the greatest start for me today, and I'll tell you why. You know, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. I put a I turned on the wrong. I don't even know what you call these things. What do you even call them? Just the wrong level thing. Yeah. But I'm freezing cold. But I'm 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 very happy that Cutstown still won last week. I'm still riding high after that victory, and I, I can't wait for more Cutstown football tomorrow. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Like you said, you know, it was a great you know ad there. Cutstown football this past weekend. It was a very interesting game, but very interesting to say the least yeah a, a resilient bunch and, and they battled back in that one but we're, we're, but we will get to that we will get to that we have football soccer and maybe even a little field hockey if time permits we 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 got a lot we got a lot on the schedule today so let's just get into this uh, so like we said starting out with soccer great week for them but in a sense not the best week their losing streak has come to an end unfortunately this week with that one nothing loss to Bloomsburg so well we'll talk about that game in a little bit but let's start off with the big win over Mansfield now Mansfield not having their best year to say the least one three and one on the year to Kutztown after this after this game four zero and one remember that one tie one one to, I believe, Westchester, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, East Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg. It's been a, been a long week, let's just say that. But a great win for women's soccer, 5 and nothing. And let's just get right into it. this. Kayla Arjun. We always talked about Kayla Arjun being that leader of the women's soccer team, coming back for her grad year, two goals on the game. And you also had the freshmen stepping up once again. We always talked we talked about last show, Caroline McDonald. She's that person that everybody needs to watch out for because she could do a lot of damage as a freshman, mind you, with a goal apiece. And Alexi Endress and Isabella Rossetti, we saw them last year on the playoff run team along with Kayla Arjun. Both had a goal apiece. But Kayla Arjun, I think, was the one member of the team who really had an outstanding game, two goals on the game. So, obviously, a great game offensively for the Golden Bears. Yeah, it was a complete effort in this one. You know, you put up another shutout early in the year. The defense continues to look solid. You mentioned Arjun's performance. Uh, One coming on a penalty kick, the other uh, just, you know, another regular goal. But you have to mention the the onslaught early of offensive attacks. I mean, they score three goals in the first 24 minutes of the game. Uh, and they they showed their dominance. They established control. 
uh, control the game the whole way. Uh, and, you know, this is a performance you have to certainly be, be glad with. Uh, and, you know, this is one you say, hey, like, you know, Mansfield is, you know, two opposite teams, one at the top of the division, Mansfield at the bottom. So, uh, but, you know, you can never underestimate an opponent. We mentioned that last show. And, they, you know, they went out there and did what they were supposed to do uh, last Saturday and get a big-time win uh, on home field. Yeah, definitely. A great win. And I like how you said just a team effort. Obviously, once in a while, we have to highlight just one player. But really, this is it was very tough to do because this was really a team effort, to say the least. And actually, I, on a personal note, too, I actually got to watch this game. Actually, not even from the own stadium, but I actually got to watch it from my dorm room because I, got, I have a view that... Actually, in my room, it's probably the best view ever of the soccer field. So, I even just watching this game was very impressive. Just an onslaught early on, you know, hit the gas early and going full speed. And that's exactly what we talked about last show. And it really translated from the last game against against East Stroudsburg, excuse me, but how they it was a 1-1 finish. And we talked about how they had to get more offense going. And obviously you saw Kutztown with five goals, three early on in the first 24 minutes. But we have a quick KUR notebook to get to before we continue our conversation. Uh, attention KU community. If you are looking for a club that seeks to advocate, educate, increase awareness, and provide a safe social and support network to Kutztown's university's LGBTQIA plus community, then Allies is for you. Allies meets every Thursday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. in Boxwood House, room 103. Then from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m., come join the LGBTQ Plus Resource Center for weekly coffee and conversation. You can stay after the Allies meeting or stop in for a visit and enjoy some fellowship. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. If you're just joining us, well, you're a little bit late to the party, but better late than never. My name is Joshua Toot, alongside my co-host, Jack Heim. This is the Bears Beat. Jack, they don't see you. Why did you wave? I was waving to you. Oh, hi. How are you? But anyway, this is the Bears Beat, your home for the best coverage of Kutztown Golden Bear Athletics news, updates, upcoming events. Um, once in a while, we'll get some guests on the show. We did that a lot last semester. we got to try to get on that, Jack. We really do, because... It's just boring, just me and you talking. We should really get somebody on the show. Maybe if Kutztown has another outstanding week at football, we'll get somebody on from them. Maybe talk a little bit. But we just wrapped up our discussion for the Kutztown-Mansfield game, but I want to get to another article and then the first unfortunate loss on the season for them. But let's just run down some some stats. Excuse me. Kale Arjun, we talked about two goals. Caroline McDonald, Lexi Endress, and Isabella Rossetti with a goal piece. Shots on shots for Kutztown was 20, Mansfield only one. Great job by Kutztown defense. 10 shots on goal to Mansfield, zero shots on goal. Five saves for Mansfield. Kutztown well, had zero because there were no shots on goal. Kutztown seven corner kicks to Mansfield, one. And the real last thing, Kutztown nine fouls to Mansfield, seven fouls. Not really too much going on with this game, just an outstanding performance on both sides of the ball for Kutztown and a tough loss for Mansfield once again as they fall to 1-3-1 and 0-3-1 in the PSAC. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a very one-sided affair and the stats uh, show that clearly. Uh, you know, it doesn't take much. Just look at the shots and 
it's easy to see why Kutztown won this game five nothing. Uh, because you know when you get ten shots on goal in a soccer game, you are gonna put multiple more than likely uh, behind the keeper. So uh, again, you know we mentioned how dominant it was. Argent's two goal performance also tied an assist on Rossetti's goal to open the game. So a three point game for Kayla Argent and. You know, it's just we mentioned her leadership and the dominance she's had in this conference for years now uh, and, you know, trying to give it one last go. Uh, so, so far, so good in the early going for this Kutztown team, especially when it comes to this Mansfield game. Uh, but this actually helps us transition to our next game, Josh. Uh, you know, they, they took on Bloomsburg in a tough matchup on the road. Uh, Bloomsburg's number 22, Kutztown number 14, so a top 25 contest between two of the better programs in the Eastern Division of the PSAC, and that unfortunately saw Kutztown fall one to nothing. So with that win for Bloomsburg, they're up to six and one, four and one in PSAC play. Kutztown four one and one, three one and one. Yeah, uh, in conference play, but yeah, I mean, not much going offensively in this game for the Golden Bears. Yeah, really, not much going on for Bloomsburg either. Just a goal on the night that came in the second half, but. Goodstown, we talked about how they always needed to get more offense going. This was one of the games that, coming off that Mansfield game, I expected more offense to be working in their favor, but unfortunately not much going for them. Just 30 seconds into the second half, a goal, and after that, really nothing much going on. Kayla Arjun, though, two shots in the contest, so Kayla Arjun definitely pulling her weight, and Caroline McDonald and Lexandris a shot apiece, and and Wolfel once again, one save in the net. Those are, I'd say, the four most important people on the team. This is obviously a team effort, but those are four people that they're putting all their trust and weight, it seems like, on them when this should be a team effort. But not a great game. But like you said... Bloomsburg is a tough team every in every sport. They produce some good they produce some good programs out out near Earlysburg. But just talking about what Kutztown needed to do, they needed to get more offense going. We saw that in the Mansfield game. But my question is, I think I can even answer my own question. Why couldn't they get more offense going? And I'm just looking at this. Eleven fouls for Kutztown to Bloomsburg's E. So Obviously, that's just something that you need to try to limit. But I also think, too, Kutztown didn't have that many shots, but the shots they did have were, th- were one was not on goal. Kutztown in total had four shots, three were on goal. So they had great opportunities, just couldn't capitalize, and th- that's just something really tough to watch, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got to credit where credit's still uh, for Bloomsburg, and they were able to... You know, play the more clean game on this given day. I think these two teams are very evenly matched, uh, and it shows in the in the uh, in the scoreboard. But you know, got to give credit to the keeper Riley Spingler there for the Huskies. Uh, you know, makes the three saves you need to make, secures the shutout. Uh, but again, you know, you mentioned Josh, they had some opportunities there. You know, four shots, three get on goal. I mean, that's pretty. You know, seventy five percent of your shots getting on for a chance to score. So they were efficient in the chances that they had, just unable to get one by. Uh, and again. You know, you're not going to be able to score five goals every game. It's very tough to score that many goals in general in soccer, despite the opponent. Uh, but, you know, it's just you got to look at the facts and, you know, say, look, you know, you're not going to beat tough teams every time. And these are going to be two teams to monitor as the season goes along uh, as to the top competing for the PSAC East crown, in my mind. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, you're going to have another crack at them later in the season, I believe. So, you know, you just got to, you know, Take your losses, you know, know what you got to work on, and, you know, get them the next time around. Because, you know, they do come to town October 12th. That's Wednesday uh, here at Keystone Field. So they will have another chance to get back at them there. 
in, in a matchup that should have a lot of expectations around it. Yeah, definitely. That that matchup is going to be really important, I think, for the Golden Bears. You're playing in front of your home crowd, which definitely makes a difference as well. But obviously, after this one nothing loss, that's definitely going to leave a lot of a lot of bad thoughts on your mind. But every good team loses too. You got to remember that because even Bloomsburg has a loss in the PSCC as well themselves. So I think what Clifton needs to do, obviously, we always talk about after a loss, you need to put it behind you. I think that's what they need to do after this one. The first loss of the year is always a tough one. But once you swallow that, I think, and once you go after your next game against Westchester, who is arguably another great opponent in the PSAC East, you know, just looking at this, you got to go after the next game. You can't sit on the last game that you just lost. You have to go after Westchester now. So let's just uh, look more deeper into this game. Kayla Arjun definitely had a respectable game. We talked about her two shots. Caroline McDonald, Lexandris, also with the goal. Also also with the shot, excuse me. Emmy, also one save in the net. Really not much going on here, though, Mr. Himes. Seven shots for Bloomsburg, four for Kutztown. Kutztown had three shots on goal out of the four. Bloomsburg, two. One, obviously, making finding the back of the net. We talked about Emmy Wolfel with their one save. Bloomsburg, three saves. But I'm looking at this stat, and this... Kutztown really needs to limit two. Kutztown two corner kicks to Bloomsburg's seven corner kicks. Corner kicks are something that you get a lot of offense going out of. And I think if you can limit those next time around when you play Bloomsburg, I think you might have a different outcome. Um, and then we talked about Kutztown's 11 fouls to Bloomsburg's eight fouls. We talked about it as well that uh, soccer is a pretty aggressive sport, but maybe if you could try to limit those, I think that's something that maybe can bring a different outcome towards your side for the Golden Bears but just I have a question to pose to you Jack after this loss what would you say is the most important mindset to go into Westchester obviously put this game behind you but what would you suggest that Kutztown would should do differently in the next game you know you have to bring your A game uh Westchester you know these are the two teams projected tied among the top of the East Division in the preseason polls uh, so, I mean, it's going to be a hard-fought matchup. Luck- luckily for you, you're at home field early in the season, and that, that certainly tilts your way. But, you know, back-to-back games against the top projected two teams in the East that are right there with you and behind you, as Bloomsburg was projected third, Westchester second, and Kutztown first. But Westchester and Kutztown, the gap is narrow there. But Westchester's the number five team. They are ranked number five. They're a very, very solid group, uh, and they're headlined by you know, Allison Cutter, who's already got three goals in their first five games. Uh, you got, you know, Faith Matter, a goal and four assist in the early going. So, I mean, two prolific players there for the for the Rams. Uh, it's going to be a very, you know, prolific bunch coming into Keystone Field on uh, next Wednesday. Uh, and this is a Kutztown team that's got to be ready to play uh, as, you know, it, it, it's elite and top competition uh, coming coming to this campus. And, of course, it's rivalry games. So you're going to be extra, you know, that extra motivation is certainly going to be there. Uh, but, you know, I don't think there's really one particular thing they, you know, should do. I think this team's fine. You're going to lose games. It, stuff happens, but you know you just have to be ready to play. And each every time you go out there, and of course against you know the cream of the crop and what Westchester is projected to be this year. Yeah, definitely. I think you really said that well. You have to put this game behind you, like we talked about. 
and go after your next one. Westchester, a more tougher opponent, I think, than Bloomsburg, but just going after the next game, I think, is important. Your hope for the best coverage of Kutztown, Golden Bear Athletics, news, updates, upcoming events right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. My name is Josh Matu, alongside my co-host, Jack Hunt. And Jack, I'm sorry, we're going to have to delay our conversation for one second. Unreal. Uh, what in what did you show me? Uh, th- th- that that is a cat. That is a cat. Thing's a unit. Thing is absolutely. Hold on, unit. show me that again. It's that might be the size of my cat actually. It, it's it's not the same breed, but my cat's. Oh my god, that that thing is huge. Is that your cat? No, 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 no. Oh my god, it's on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter, yeah. That that thing's the size of my cat. Yeah, oh my god! Like, wow, big what? big cat. But let's get back to this conversation. One more point I want to drop here on our soccer discussion is obviously after that Mansfield game, they had a lot riding into it as before the Bloomsburg loss, they were ranked 14th in the United Soccer Coaches D2 poll, which is something that Clitchtown is really having going their way. And I just want to highlight just a couple of players that really contributed to that 14th rank. Obviously, Kale Arjun with three goals and an assist for seven points. And then Caroline McDonald, you know, the freshman, three times, uh, three goals in 2022. And Emmy Wolfel has a best goals against average 210 and save percentage of 923 in the PSAC, which is something that Kutstein really has going for them. And I, you don't have it pulled up, do you? Oh, I do. Do you? Yeah. All right. No, you no. Don't. Yes, I do. Does he? Yes. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> yes, I do. But anyway, let's. I just wanted to highlight that really quick. But Kutztown, I think they have a lot riding on them. September twenty first, home against Westchester. That's going to be a big game. That is on a. That's on a Wednesday. Who plays soccer on a Wednesday? On well, a Wednesday. A lot of their games are on a Wednesday. So. At 7 o'clock. That's, that's a game that I can't make. I'll have to watch it on the digital network. But, oh, yeah, that's another thing. Let's promote that a little bit. The PSAC G- digital network, we cover all the football games on KUR, except the Mercyhurst one because that's like a six-hour drive, and I'm not doing that. But other than that, we cover just about every single game. That's not on, that's not on the PSAC West side. But make sure to tune into KUR for all your sports coverage needs. But. We talked about how we about our three big headlines today: uh, soccer, football, and you know a little bit of field hockey. So let's just dive into that really quick. Field hockey was a sport that uh, I can definitely say, from my personal background, that I really don't know much about because coming out of my high school, I we didn't have a field hockey team. I was too small of a school. We just had our normal sports: baseball, football, soccer. Softball, swimming, basketball, and that's about it. But you know, field hockey having a pretty good year so far, four and zero on the year, and they are currently ranked number five. And a big win against Adelphi with final score of two to one. So let's dive into that really quick. Um, Aaron Gonzalez with two goals. Those were the only two goals registered. One away from the hat trick. Maybe some people throwing their hats on the field, but. If she would have scored one more, but other than that, not really much going on. I mean, Adelphi did score one goal in the fourth period to try to pull it back, but 
Unfortunately, not enough to hold off a very powerful Kutztown field hockey team. I mean, yeah, you know, this team's number five for a reason. Uh, you know, very solid start uh, for the for this bunch. You know, it was a resilient resilient win. But then, you know, they got it started early. Aaron Gonzalez, pair of goals, uh, just about ten minutes apart from each other. Uh, before Delphi responded, you know, they, they pulled them one. But after that, they were able to scratch and claw and hang on and win this contest against Delphi, um, you know, up, up from New York. So, um, but yes, you know, we played them in other sports, basketball. I mean, we played them in women's basketball this past year. I remember that. Yeah, I do so. remember that as well. Adelphi. I, I never, before I even came to Clutchstown, I never even heard of this school. They, I looked them up there. Someone, somewhere from up in New York, like you talked about, but let's just try to break this down a little bit. We talked about Aaron Gonzalez, two net, two goals on the night. Obviously, a 4-0 record. Um, Rachel Dustman as well, um, who has four goals on the year. So now Aaron Gonzalez and Rachel Dustman are tied. But other than that, really not much going on. Um, no fouls, no offsides, 12 corners to Delphi's four corners. Delphi 11 saves to Kutztown's three. Kutztown 13 shots on goal. In total, 21 shots for Kutztown. Adelphi four shots on goal. For their total six. But other than that, really not much going on. Just Kutztown really having a great year so far in field hockey. And maybe a possible PSAC playoff run this year. We'll have to look forward to that a little bit. But tomorrow um, at 10 a.m. They are playing a school called... I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Coker? Yes. Coker. That is how I would pronounce that. Coker. We're gonna have to let's look. Let's look that up. Can you look that up for me, Mr. Heim? Where Coker in, is in the world? Hartsville, South Carolina. So they take wow. a trip to the Carolinas Oof. for the weekend. I hope it's a little bit warmer down here because it's pretty cold up here now. Yeah. So they go to they go to Coker uh, tomorrow, uh, and then on Sunday they go to Wingate. Wingate was a school that we know about too. Yeah, prominent baseball program. Oh my down god, there. one of the best in they Division look, Two. They look like Vanderbilt of Division Two down there, but that's really. We just wanted to touch a little bit on field hockey, but realistically, I want to talk a lot about football because man, did I have a fun weekend. So let's just talk about this game. A big win for Kutztown, coming off that three nothing loss to Assumption up in Massachusetts. Everybody thought that Kutztown, you know, that might break their season. I talked to a lot of fans, but I think this win against Cal U gave them a lot of promise. And I got to ask you a question, Jack. If we could describe how hot it was up in that press box. Ooh. And and the worst part was you were wearing long black pants. Yeah, yeah it was that, toasty up there. On on Wednesday, I was I was peeling so bad that like it was just crumbling off my skin. From Sunday, from Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, the my skin was literally crumbling off my face. Yeah, I yeah, looked like a. I looked like, I don't even know, but it was terrible. But it was so well worth it because a late heroic comeback for the Golden Bears as they pulled it off at the very end. So let's break this down just a little bit, and I'm looking at the quarter by quarter scores, and it definitely doesn't seem like. It was that far away of a game, but at one point it seemed like it was really that far away of a game because it just at like in the at the end of the second half and at the beginning of the third quarter, it just it looked more like a runaway 
because Kutztown just couldn't get any points on the board, but an outstanding fourth quarter leads Kutztown to a victory. And we talked about a couple of players that, you know, had notable performances on our broadcast, but I want to dive more deeper into this because we couldn't talk much about it. But let's just talk about Kutztown first. We'll talk about them. Donnie Blaine, an outstanding game to say the least. Uh, night, uh, 10 for 19 on the day. So that's going to result for... Let's look this up because I'm not good at math. 10 for 19. That's a 52% completion rate. That doesn't really speak to the fourth quarter, though, that I think he had, though. I think that his fourth quarter was absolutely outstanding. And that leads me into my next point. Curtis Ravenel Jr. and Jerome Cap really led that led the Golden Bears to that victory on Saturday afternoon. Absolutely, you know, and you you mentioned it. You mentioned that uh, you know this offense, man. It, it took a while. It really did. You know, they scored that touchdown. They found Husser for the 14-yarder uh, to open the game, and we thought maybe you know the woes from their opening week in assumption were put behind them. Uh, but then they were stifled from there. Uh, the Vulcans defense did a really nice job of shutting down this offense. They couldn't get anything going. The ground game, uh, you know, to establish it on the early downs just wasn't doing anything. And you were forced into a lot of third and long passing downs. And that's not an ideal situation to be in. Uh, but in the fourth quarter, the, you know, the big boys up front did a really good job of, you know, dictating the play. You know, the ground game opened up for Daryl Davis McNeil and Jordan Davis had a couple of big carries. Uh, and then, of course, he had the big touchdowns to, to cap uh, for the 40-yarder. You know, that really put the icing on the cake late uh, uh, from 42 yards away. But then also Daryl Davis yelled a nine-yard run to put the Golden Bears ahead. So really, that fourth quarter, like you mentioned, it was the biggest part of the game. They outscored Cal U 17-6. The offense was just clicking all quarter. You know, they had a, three consecutive solid drives. Uh, and, you know, it was something you really liked to see because for most of the game, uh, the offense was kept, uh, you know, they, they were getting shut down. Uh, and you had to credit the Vulcans for, for three quarters. But for that last 15, Kutztown was able to really control the game and dominate. Oh, yeah, definitely. That fourth quarter was very impressive for the Golden Bears. And that was really the reason why they won that game. Because the first three quarters, they just couldn't get much going. Only a touchdown for Donnie Blaine. And really, that was about it. But definitely a big game here for the Golden Bears that I think really just showed a lot of promise, I think. And... It was a good rebound game. You know, it was oh, yeah. a game that this team needed to win. Because uh, if you fall to Odin 2, you go to Mercyhurst, you know, it's looking, you know, that bus right out there is looking a lot, you know, it's it's not looking good. Uh, it's not looking good going out there 0-2, but now you're 1-1. Uh, and, you know, we'll preview that game a little later on. But uh, it, the outlook now into the future schedule is looking a lot brighter based off the way they were able to bounce back, come back, and win this one. And that's, you know, it's in large part due to, you know, we mentioned the culture of this program last week. Jim Clements has done a great job of building successful teams here and sustaining success. Uh, and this is a team that doesn't go down easy. They fight till the final whistle. Uh, and you saw that on last Saturday yet again. Uh, you know, this team was down to the wire in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was, you know, backs against the wall. They had to make, you know, make some big plays, get down the field with some big drives. And they were able to do so. You have to credit the offense for executing good play calling. You know, every facet of the game going right. And, of course, this defensive unit yet again. We mentioned the prowess of the defense against Assumption with only three points. Uh, they did it again. You know, they limited Cal U getting into the end zone only twice. You know, albeit one of them was a buzzer-beater touchdown uh, in which didn't really matter that they scored. It only made the final box score look a little bit closer than it actually was, making it 24-19 uh, instead of 24-13. Uh, so really the only meaningful touchdown the Vulcan score was in that first quarter. Uh, for Jaquay Jackson from 21 yards out that, you know, tied the game at seven. But, 
Again, Amani Justice, Tyler Wary, a lot of the you know big playmakers on this team, and of course the secondary. You know they were struggling with Jaquay Jackson in the first half of this game. Uh, it was a matchup problem, but they were able to switch in, uh, you know, switch up some personnel, get some different matchups looking, and they were able to you know shut down things on the outside even more. And they were able to get you know a little bit more pressure in the second half also. So you know a great performance all around. You know in terms of the fourth quarter play, uh, but. Again, I'm interested to see if this offense can be able to take the momentum they had late in this game and transfer it out into this Mercyhurst game for next week because of well, for tomorrow. Uh, because you know this is a game that you know if you come back home two and one after if you win that one on uh, a big matchup against Shepard, which will be on the call for Josh and you know next Saturday week for tomorrow. Oh, that's that's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a good you. one. Big Ooh, implications in the yeah. East early in the season. So you know. And we mentioned last week, Kutztown's got a lot of good teams coming in Andre Reed Stadium this year. Uh, it started with Cal U last week, and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. But that doesn't mean you can overlook Mercyhurst. But overall, my final thoughts from this game is that you know the run game is going to be where this offense is built on. You know, the ability to run the ball successfully to open up the passing game and put yourself in a lot more favorable passing downs is huge. You saw it in that fourth quarter, Daryl Davis, McNeil, Jordan Davis. Those two guys were able to run very efficiently. The holes were big. They were able to get big chunks of yardage on the ground. And that really set up Donnie Blaine to get more confident in this offense. You know, he looked a lot better slinging it around in the fourth quarter to Cap and Ravenel than he did throughout the first three. So, you know, once he's able to settle in, get in a groove, uh, then it's good because, you know, it just shows what confidence can do for a quarterback. And that fourth quarter really showed, you know, what, what the best level of confidence and play for Donnie Blaine can be. Yeah, definitely. Donnie Blaine, that fourth quarter, you could definitely see him finding a rhythm. And, uh, I'm very happy that he was able to find that rhythm. But the question I pose, though, with going out to Mercyhurst, how quickly can he find that rhythm? Because, unfortunately, a fourth quarter fourth quarter finding a rhythm isn't just going to cut it against some of these teams. So I'm just wondering if he can hold on to that fourth quarter momentum and put it towards Mercyhurst. That's just my only question that I'm posing. Absolutely, and I think you have to get up to a fast start on offense. You know, if you get the ball first, you got to be able to establish the identity early, run the ball effectively. That way, your whole playbook's open. Because you saw in a lot of that Cal U game, you know, when it was third and, you know, third and eight, third and nine, third, third and ten plus. You know, it's those are not favorable passing downs. Oh, excuse me, by any means, but you know, they were able to convert some of them, not a lot. But again, those are situations you don't want to find yourself in. Running for two yards on first down, getting another yard on second down, setting yourself up for third and seven, uh, it's not good. You know, I think another thing that can also help upset that is running a lot of short, you know, routes out in the flats. I mean, and then you can, you know, set up the ability to take a shot downfield. And that's another thing we saw a lot of the top ends doing. Run, run, uh, you know, get a new set of downs. And on first down, they take a shot down the field, whether it be Cap, Ravenel, uh, you know, the likes of them. But they, they were not afraid. Uh, to throw the ball down the field. And I think that's something a little bit different than we saw from this Kutztown team last year uh, when Eric Nickel was at the helm. But, I mean, that just goes to show that every quarterback has a different skill set, and they clearly feel a little bit more confident airing it out with Blaine. And we saw a lot of those throws get connected late in the game, especially for that cap touchdown. Yeah, definitely. That cap touchdown, I think, was the one that sealed the deal, as well as the Daryl Davis-McNeil touchdown as well. Those were just the big two scores of the game. And then you had... Nick Coppolino come on for a solid three points just to put it away. Those were those, the seven and three were those 10 points in total were just a lot of insurance points. And we talk about every game you need insurance points for, you know, in case what Cal U did, that late scoring buzzer beater, only six points. It didn't really mean much. 
It looked good on the box score, but, you know, if they would not have scored those points, we would have went to overtime, and then who knows what could have happened. But just something that I, I think we definitely Kutsan definitely needs to take into account next game is they need to find the rhythm early. Mercyhurst, not, they, we'll talk about Mercyhurst in a little bit, but Mercyhurst is just a team that I don't think you could take too lightly because you can't take any team too lightly because you'll fall, you'll fall, you're, you'll find yourself, excuse me, on the wrong side of the ball, losing late in the fourth quarter. But Jack, unfortunately, you know what time this is. What time is it? It's break time. It's break time. I'm so sorry. Let me tell you something. The point is, after I'm done this show, I got to do a quick discussion board, and now I'm going home. But I don't want to get a ticket out of my car. No, no. You absolutely want Who doesn't want to get a ticket? Who doesn't want to get a ticket? Just Come seen, on now. Just seeing that slip of paper on your car. It really, really. It's probably. Soul the, crushing. It's, it's probably the saddest thing ever, you know, because I know my family listens into the show. And guess what, Mom? Guess what, Jack? I already got a parking ticket already in the second week of the semester. Got something to hold up for you, buddy. That's really, hold, hold that's that really, out. that's, that's for, unfortunate, that's, man. Oh my God. I was, I was so sad. I was so sad. You know, it's really degrading. You know, you look it, at that, you look at your front windshield, you see that slip of paper tucked in there under the windshield wiper. You're like, wow, my day just got <laughs> a whole lot worse. I mean, it's like. Is it worse than a Mets loss or no? You know, the Mets just got swept by the Cubs before beating the Pirates last night, so <laughs> it's, it's been bad times. Hey, the Phillies got swept by the Cubs too. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think you have room to laugh. The, don't, don't underestimate the Cubs, but I don't know what it is. Pesky bunch. David Ross leads oh. that team very well, but but Jack. Every week we do our trivia question, and this week's trivia question in the entire history of Kutztown football, how many times did we play Mercyhurst? And I hope to God you didn't look up that answer. Did you? No, sir. You did not. Wow. No. So if he gets this right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to catch him in not only getting him the correct answer, but also in a lie. So let's just, let me put that out there. So what is your answer? My answer is, is that this, this upcoming Saturday, tomorrow, yes. will be the fifth matchup in history between Mercyhurst and Kutztown. You got to be kidding. You got to be kidding. You definitely looked that up. No, sir. You definitely looked that up That is because that is correct. It's the fifth matchup in our entire history of Kutztown football that we're playing Mercyhurst, which dates back to what year? I don't know that. 2011. I, fi- I, fi- I figured it was recent because, you know. 2011 because we used to play. a lot of success. We had to, we had to replace. We had to get Mercyhurst on the schedule to replace a school ch- called Cheney. It was also a PSAC school, but no one ever heard of them because they only have a women's basketball team. That plays Division Three. You don't know that who that school is. No, sir. Look, look them up. There, it's it's a PSAC school. He's gonna look it up right now, ladies and gentlemen. C H E Y N E Y. If you're listening in, look this up while you're at it too. It's, it's. Oh my God! My aunt even texted me. Well, stop parking where you're not supposed to park. See, well, Josh, your aunt knows what's up. She does, but yeah, that don't park in bad spots, Josh. That's that's the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen. But. Let's get back to this football discussion because this is this is this is fun. Not getting a parking ticket isn't fun, but this is fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. But but looking at this football game, we're going to review a couple stats. Um, but I also want to talk about Calgu as well. Donnie Blaine, we talked about ten for nineteen for one hundred fifty-three yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. 
Daryl Davis McNeil, 102 yards. Uh, in total, a net of 99. Darryl, Jordan Davis, a net of 62 yards. Donnie Blaine, 10 yards in total. Jerome Cap, 42 yards. His longest, 42. That gave him the touchdown. That was his only reception. Curtis Ravenel Jr., 31 yards. Tyree Cusser, 21 yards. His longest, 14. Looking at Cal U's side, Noah Mitchell as well had an outstanding day and gave Kutztown everything he got with 235 yards, two, two touchdowns, one interception, one sack. Wyatt Hurt, only one attempt. He did not complete that pass. And Eric McCann, the third, another outstanding game for the freshman. 71 yards for a net of 71 yards, no loss. Malik McGriff, 15 yards. And Jaquay Jackson, another outstanding game for him. 110 yards, 7 receptions for a touchdown. His longest was 21 yards. Malik Langley, 40 yards for 3 receptions. His longest was 17. And Cam Tarrant, 29 yards for 5 receptions. So coming after this game, Jack, what would you suggest that Clifton does different going into their next game against Mercyhurst, knowing what we do about Mercyhurst, keeping that in mind? Look, I mean, you know, the run the run defense was a little bit troubled in the first half. Eric McCann had a solid first half uh, before he didn't do much in the half number two. Uh, so you have to be able to get off to a good start on the run defense side of things. And, you know, I think all that's all the defensive adjustments that need to be made. Because over the, other than that, I think the defense played pretty well, too. I mean, Jaquay Jackson had a good day for Cal U. Uh, but, you know, they were able to stifle him in the second half, too. So the second half adjustments really paid off. Uh, but, you know, Mercyhurst, their first two games, they're 2-0, and you know, albeit against uh, some lower-level competition. But they were able to get the wins anyway. They, were, they won 45-28 against Alderson Broadus and 49-7 in a mop-up uh, against Lockhaven. So both teams do come in 2-0. Uh, levels of competitions altering, uh, you know, of course, despite the scheduling. But, you know, you have to credit the rushing attack for Mercyhurst anyway. Uh, David Elise, 36 attempts. He's got 205 yards for 5.7 to carry, two touchdowns, and 102 yards per game through the first two for the Lakers of Mercyhurst. So, I mean, this is a potent run, run attack through their first couple of games. You know, they have 446 yards as a team. Uh, that's averaging 223 a game on the ground. I mean, wow, that is a prolific rushing attack. That's impressive. Uh, and Dustin Schof has four touchdowns to 4.1 carry. So, you know, they try to spread the ball around. Uh, you know, you know, Elise and Schof splitting carries thus far. Not, not really one guy headlining this backfield. So that is certainly a two-headed monster you have to look at uh, for Mercier's coming into this one. Uh, and then on the receiving side, you know, they've only had two receivers register a catch. And oh no, that this is uh, passing. I'm under the wrong category. Uh, well, this is the quarterback situation. Pardon me uh, and my mistake there. But uh, Michael Lowry, the quarterback, uh, 28 for 50 for 329, three touchdowns. But he's turned the ball over a lot. Uh, he's thrown four interceptions in the first two games of the year. So not very good uh, in terms of the Lakers' passing attack. Uh, the leading receiver with only 76 yards is uh, Justin Hill Jr. So. I mean, the passing game for Mercyhurst is not a threat. Uh, I would just stack the box, contain, uh, because this is a team that clearly excels at running the ball and is rather lackluster in terms of throwing the ball. I don't think you have to worry about them airing it out down the field. We talked about Imani Justice always being that leader on defense. Looks like Imani Justice and his defense are not going to get a break this weekend. But 
it is what it is. You go, you play football, you play every game like it's your last, especially for Monty Justice being a grad student. But de- definitely a tough week, though I think for the Golden Bears. But David Elias is gonna have it's gonna come full speed. Dustin Schoff, Michael Lowry, Joe Carter, a lot of a lot of tough players coming their way. But Jack, I always read the notebooks. I'm gonna give myself a break because once in a while we need to give ourselves a break. So, ladies and gentlemen, the honorary reader of the KUR Notebook at the 12.50 mark, Mr. Jack Heim. Let's hear it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm an experienced notebook reader. You know, I do He's it for my exper- own show. Can, can you put that on your resume, please? And, and as you well. will hear it. And, ladies and gentlemen, too, he is, he is um, a, ch- a world champion rock, paper, scissors at a... Spikeball tournament, isn't that correct? Yes, yes. He, he is, so that's his so, proudest accomplishment. I, I wouldn't say proudest, but that's the unique experience, I will say it at that. But uh, quick message from the KUR Notebook Attention, KU Community. KUR podcast a good sampling of our programming regularly on multiple different platforms. Some of our best talk programming can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Simply open your Spotify or Apple Podcast and search for Kutztown University Radio and listen to the many great podcasts featured. Some of our older podcasted programming is still available on YouTube. Search for Kutztown University Radio to find them. Finally, some of our best music-based programming is podcasted on Mixcloud. Go to our Mixcloud page, www.mixcloud.com slash KU Radio to listen on demand. This This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR. Josh Bears Beat. Final 10 minutes of today's show. And, uh, you know, I will be back on the radio later, just not live, um, you know. Uh, with Redneck Rush Hour, I pre-recorded oh. with Mitchell Smedley this week, so <laughs> That's uh, you know, awesome. that, that was fun. It's always fun, you know, recording with Mitch, my co-host for Wednesday Wind Up. Uh, we are not nice. just on Wednesdays anymore. If that announcement was heard, uh, it's Mondays and Wednesdays now, so we might have a show name and change. Oh, you got? Oh, but, you have a you have a Monday? Yeah, two shows a week now. So. Two shows a week for how many hours? Two a piece? Two a piece, baby. Two to wow. four Mondays, two to four Wednesdays. That's given, that's, given a, that's a that's a that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. You know, with this show, it's it's fun because every weekend I get to broadcast sports with you know my weird Mets fan friend Jack Kime and you're a Cowboys fan. Why why do you have room to talk? Listen, we gave Tom Brady a pretty bad beat, and didn't you see that article, boy? I mean. <laughs> Did you I mean, see that? Did you see that? He, clearly, he, he clearly was complaining. They give you a pretty good beating. Because, he was complaining uh, about all his cuts and bruises. Well, put well, hang up your jersey then. Hang up your jersey, please. Put me put, nineteen three. Nineteen three. You know what? Let me tell you, Dak Prescott. He's a fake anymore. He's a fake. He's a fake. Wow, it's a bold take. But um, I, getting back on I'm course struggling here. here. Getting back on course here. Uh, Kutztown football. You know, we mentioned they're traveling to Mercyhurst. We previewed that a little bit, but you know, you know, we mentioned they're. The Lakers solid rushing game. Uh, Josh, I'm going to pose you a question. What does uh, you know? Does Donnie Blaine get into more of a rhythm this week? You think? Does you know? Because he does he build off that that momentum from last week? And we posed that question earlier. Uh, do we think he does? Do we think this team gets off to a fast start, uh, or do we see more of the same from what we've seen early on in the first two weeks? You know, in games. I sure hope so that he gets off to a good rhythm. But honestly, I have no idea. I I really don't. Um, definitely, that fourth quarter was very promising. But I think this week in practice, I think hopefully they were trying to work on getting him more into a rhythm in the first quarter, let alone the fourth quarter. But he did get that touchdown in the first drive, and after that it was pretty cold for the Kutztown offense. 
But in that fourth quarter is when they really came alive. But I, I hope that for Kutztown's offense sake, that they were trying to get into a rhythm early because especially with a team like Mercyhurst, you can't wait until the fourth quarter to start scoring. That's not going to work every week. Uh, that doesn't work in any sport, let alone. But we, uh, I think last year, too, Kutztown really did struggle with that just a little bit. I think really just getting into a rhythm early. Um, it could sound last year wasn't much of an offensive scoring team. They were pretty low games last year, from what I remember at least. Um, but I think that Donnie and Blaine, I, I have high expectations for him this year, and I think everybody does. And it's just going to be a matter of if he rises to the expectations or he doesn't. It's just as simple as that. I think he's personally going to. I think that this is going to be a big statement week. Um, coming off that big win against California, who was 17th ranked in the nation. But I think that Kutztown, you know, they have a lot riding on this game. Um, they're, they're, you know, the Kutztown faithful has, has a lot riding on this game. And if they lose, it's just going to be a tough loss. But if they win, it's going to carry them into the next week's game after Mercyhurst game, Shepard, which is obviously, if you follow Kutztown football faithfully, which was the game that really hurt the most for the Golden Bears. But I think that Donnie Blaine is going to find his rhythm early. I really do. But if he doesn't, maybe it's time to go to a backup early on and then bring Donnie Blaine into the game late because... Well, well, that's a tough decision because... That, it's, it's, it's a you know, tough... When you have to, you know, it's, it's, you don't do that. Uh, in my mind, you can't be mixing and matching quarterbacks this early in the season because that just... Shows as a coaching staff, you have no confidence in your quarterback. Not not a smart decision. If you're going to make that change, you're going to make it for good, and you got to stick with your backup the rest of the way unless injuries were to happen. Because you know making these decisions, you know it weighs. You know we mentioned Blaine is a quarterback who, you know, once he's feeling confident, he's fine. He gets in the rhythm, he's fine. But you know, if if you take him out of the starting role this early, which I don't think is going to happen anyway, the rest of the season, in person, in my humble opinion, but. Uh, you, you cannot do that. You cannot take him out of the game. You know, mark someone else to start or bring him back in, uh, because then he's you know how's the conference gonna be feeling after that? So I do not think that's even close to an option. But you know, going back to your point uh, from Kutztown's offense last year, they averaged 25 points. Uh, you know, not not great, but this is a team that could definitely score their fair share. Uh, but for this year, through the first two games, it's just been 12 points a year. So or 12 points a game. Correction. Uh, but you know. I think the rushing attack is a big part of this game. Uh, if Daryl Davis McNeil can get off to a big start on the ground, it's going to, you know, pay dividends, you know, in a massive way for this team in terms of coming out on top, you know, out in Erie with a win over Mercyhurst. Daryl Davis McNeil, 192 yards through the first two games. That's 96 a game, 4.4 carry. Got in the end zone once. He's off to a solid start. I mean, he's back uh, for his, I believe, his freshman senior year. Yes, and. Uh, you know, again, he's seemingly taking the reins in this backfield through the first two games. You know, we we mentioned Jordan Davis had to get an offseason procedure for, for, for an injury, uh, as, as you mentioned, I should say. But, you know, maybe that's been hindering him a little bit, but he, he's still gotten some carries. But it feels like Daryl Davis McNeil is just the guy who is just putting himself above the rest of this running back room so far. Yeah, Jordan Davis is really um – Still struggling, I think, to find his rhythm. But Daryl Davis McNeil is just somebody that they're really relying on as that redshirt senior. But I, I think, too, that our offense is really relying on Daryl Davis McNeil, Jerome Cap, and Donnie Blaine. And Donnie Blaine, you got to remember, 
after this year, he's got two more years left of eligibility as he redshirt. He's a redshirt junior, so he has obviously his senior year and then one more year. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but definitely something to keep in mind here. There are a lot of a lot of pieces that definitely will make this team very successful, and I have I have a lot of faith in this team this year. Um, last year they did lose a lot of valuable pieces, like we talked about last year. But I think this year is, is definitely very promising. And that game against Cal U definitely gave Kutztown fans a lot of hope and a lot of faith. And it's going to be really important to see how Kutztown responds to all this pressure, I think. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the big keys to winning this game is winning the turnover battle. I mean, that sounds like, you know, it's like, duh, that's an obvious point. But, you know, Blaine threw three interceptions in that first game. Did not throw a singular interception in last week's win over Cal U. He did put the ball on the ground once with, uh, you know, with that fumble down in the red zone. But other than that, he was a you know secure game for Kutztown. Not a lot of turnovers. Uh, so I think that's certainly some keys. Rushing attacks got to be good. Defense got to continue to be well, uh, playing well. You know, especially with Imani Justin, the linebacker unit, uh, and you know, not turning the ball over from Blaine in the offense. Well, Jack, I'm sorry to cut off this conversation. We could keep talking forever and ever about this, but it's been a great show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and catch you all next week right here on the Bears B.